studio michelle has not shown up yet so this little baby is filling in for the beginning at least who knows maybe the entire episode oh baby i don't have a bottle there's probably some whiskey around that's not mine that i can give you (laughs) there's not how do you know baby <laughs> you sneaky baby, you already drank all the whiskey. <laughs> Are you crying because the whiskey's gone? <laughs> God damn it. You're an alcoholic baby. <laughs> oh, baby, baby, baby. Down to Benny's and find you a bar skank? I have heard of the internet, baby. <laughs> well, I get on the internet and I don't fuck. How old are you, baby? <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, baby? Like four months, I'm, nine months? I'm approximately 13 months. I had a birthday recently. I'm a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. <laughs> and I bought this big, uh, oh, yeah. this megaphone with voice changer stuff on it. And uh, the uh, most of them sound terrible, <laughs> but the child one is my favorite. And You're I'm just fun with it. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> now, would you say the thing, that thing is actually a piece of shit? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Do your Scott Weiland impression for everyone. While Oliver sneezes a a bunch. Sneezy cat over here. Jeez, buddy. That's what happens when you hang out in a den with all the cobwebs because he just hides from other cats all day. He also lives on top of the vents and just breathes air from the vents. Ew. That's gross. Yeah, yeah. Well, our basement is gross. How do you know, baby? I'm tired of baby knowing things about my life. Baby knows everything. So yes, we are here. We are a we're get used to it. Uh huh. I am uh, married to this guy, and we often have different tastes in music, 
And uh, this week, Sam is providing me with something, so we were able to listen to it. And we can talk about it. We were with indeed you. able to listen to it. Yes, we have capabilities. Our <laughs> we had ears, ears work. Yeah, both of them. Mine don't work as well as yours. Guaranteed. That is correct. I think something happened the last time I was uh, sick. Why? Do you think your hearing's muffled? Yes. Interesting. You're not hearing highs as much now? I just think things are like. It's yeah, I don't know. But I then when we were walls. when we saw Jimmy Pardo last night, which was an amazing show as always, it was so loud I couldn't hear anything. Was it like that for you? It was uh, normally loud in my estimation. I could barely hear anything anyone was saying. When I you... mean, you could hear the comic. Yes, that's all that matters. But I'm saying before. Yeah, we were at a table with adult friends. Yeah, it was a six top, and it was uh, a six top. It was a six top. I've worked in restaurants before. I've worked in restaurants too, and not one of them said any of that. that That's because you've worked at pizza places. Yeah, pizza joints, baby. You've not worked at nicer places. True, it's true. Or just I don't know, six top. It's just it's what they say. I mean, I get it, and I'm a fan, but. I just never heard it until I was out of the restaurant game. I think you're a fan of six on top, one on the bottom. All right. My butthole's an old man? Why? Like older than me? Or are you just saying I'm old? So I got like a 67 year old butthole? I mean, that's. What you say, I don't know. I just know that it always tries to give me candy and tell me about how things used to be. <laughs> I know. I don't know how to stop it from doing that either. I don't know how it has its own vocal cords. It's very breathy. Huh? Breathy. What? Breathy. I have no idea what you're saying, baby. Breathy. I literally cannot understand the words you're saying, baby. Baraffy. Baraffy? Breathy. Breathy? Yes, it's very breathy. And sometimes raspy when it's had a long day. I am enjoying this way too much. A lot. Uh, it's been fun. It's fun to do like a character. It is because you get to just go down this. Well, you get to say world. anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You just get to say whatever it's you want. Fantastic. <laughs> it's fun. There's no repercussions. I when I slip into a character like when I was Santa Claus. Yeah. Hating myself. It's interesting that I played a character. Who I hate and who hates me. <laughs> but it's really fun to play characters. I think I slip into it. I never thought about more. that angle of Santa and your psychosis of my of poor my mental nat- health. My natural character selection was that this person hates me. Yeah, like the jolliest man in the world. <laughs> the jolliest character. So yeah, we're a review podcast. Sam gave me something. What are we listening to? We are listening to the first major studio release from a band called 
Melvins that was released on September 21st, 1993, Sam's birthday, his eighth birthday to be exact. So happy birthday to me. You That's how the song goes, right? an ounce. I'm an eighth of an ounce? Mm-hmm. Mm, what's a full ounce then? Thir- 32? <laughs> Is that right? I don't know. I'm just saying numbers. All right. But anyway, this album came out in 1993, which is hitting in our know, sweet spot. It'd be seven. Seven? No, seven's a quarter. An eighth is 3.5. Jesus. I'm losing my touch. 3.5, 7, 14, tap back. Mm-hmm, 28 20, 20. is a... Ouch. Is one solid ounce. <laughs> I thought that was... Okay. And 32 ounces in a pound. There you go. Yay. That's not true. Okay. That's two pounds. Damn One it. pound is 16 ounces. <laughs> Man, we need we need a simple like elementary school test to see how poorly oh, we would no, do. Oh, no, please don't do that I'm So to me. far removed from simple things that uh, it's almost, it's so simple that it's easy to just let go if you don't use it. I don't know. Sorry. Hi, Sam. What are we listening to? We are listening to Melvin's, like I said. The album is called Houdini. It came out in 1993. It is co-produced by Kurt Cobain, if you didn't know. So there's a little Nirvana history going on here. We're going to start this album with the first track, because that's the way we do it around these parts. It's called Hooch. And now it's not that song that goes, who got the hooch? You know who loved that song and who would sing it on their show all the time back in the day? No. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Baby, she got the only sweetest thing in the world. She got the freshy freshy. She's got that freshy freshy. Rosie O'Donnell's always had that freshy freshy. She always threw coosh balls at people. She flung coosh balls at people. She threw kisses at Tom Cruise. So... I, I'm a big fan of this album, if you don't know. I the Mel, See, you're going to get into a place where you say The Melvins accidentally, but I like to say Melvins, but it doesn't matter. They also call themselves The Melvins from time to time. But anyway, this is a band that, like, when you're in alternative music and you, like, you're kind of deep into it, Melvins has always come across my radar, and I never, like, checked it out. So, like, guys from Super Joint Ritual would mention Melvins. And I know, like... I remember even Kurt Cobain mentioning Melvin back in the day. So they would just come across my radar every once in a while. Then finally I did a dive on this album. And I'm not going to be able to tell you when, when that question comes up. But this is the only Melvin's album I listened to. So The only one that you have, like, tried? It's the only one I've tried. I've heard a song that's called History of Bad Bad Men that I really like. But that's, but that's it. They have such an expansive discography. It's just like, I'm fine. I'll just stick with this one album. I got Men Melvins under my belt. Well, it's within that time frame of music that we like very much. So. Yeah, and um, it's like a it's a pre grunge. It's like a. I would have expected Melvins from the name personally to be more punk. It's like super punk, like almost pop punk. Yeah, there's more of like a metal touch to this that I expected. There's an attitude. There's an anger that's real. And this- vocally, it's it's more metal. Yeah, it's not like ah, kind of screaming. No, it it, it's definitely like to like a fucking James Hetfield sort of style. (laughs) And I think that that's part of why I'm not. I'm just 
this never penetrated anything for me for the most part. This is just another big miss for me personally. Not that I'm supposed to like it. I mean, that's not necessarily the point. It's just- I expect you to like it more than you did, honestly. But I mean, you, you don't know unless you listen to it. Uh, I wonder if this had a hand in uh, what had happened. You said that this was produced by Kurt Cobain. Six and a, this came out six and a half months before he offed himself. <laughs> so is are the Melvins uh, to blame partially? No. Uh, what's to blame is a drug addiction <laughs> and a hectic life. That's what to blame. They actually fired him. From working on an album because he was too fucked up. Oh, that sucks. And then uh, <clears throat> the record label kind of spun it as he didn't want to work with them anymore. And but the guy who like runs the band, his name is Buzzo. Uh, the clown. Kinda, but they call him King Buzzo from time to time. He's got big fucking wild hair. Oh, I was just gonna ask, what is his hair like? If it's Buzzo, oh, I would imagine dude, it to be it, buzzed. It, it looks like. Oh no 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 no! His hair looks exactly like sideshow fucking Bob. Check this guy out. King. Ah, like young Sam Roberts. Did you look him up? Oh. No. I'm just a... Uh, Here's some examples of what King Buzzo looks like. Um, Is that a wig? No, it's what his hair always looks like. Is it like? Is it a permanent? Does he get a permanent? No, I think it's just like that. <laughs> it's always been that way. Like, that's just his look. Now, back in the day, it was black and not gray, but now he's a dude that, like, doesn't care though i mean the curls are beautiful yeah he's got gorgeous hair however it is a very finger and electric socket sort of look <laughs> it is now i wouldn't be surprised if he like combs it out to make it be crazier because now he's got like an image it's like his whole <laughs> cat wanted to peek in on that one that's like his whole thing and like i remember looking up melvin's and being like look at this fucking guy he's wild he's a it's a good front man but they share vocal responsibilities, too. So I think the more metal voice that you're hearing there, I think that's Buzzo singing. I want to know why I felt so familiar with this album cover when I saw it, because none of these songs have been on the podcast before. We have not reviewed this album before. But for some reason, it was familiar to me. It was me. familiar to me as well. I looked back three four times making sure i haven't given it to you um you felt the same way i think you looked more than once to make sure we hadn't done this mm -hmm. and sometimes on streaming platforms some episodes are up sometimes and some aren't but I the one we that didn't do a whole album but the one we, we yeah, couldn't I have. could have given you a song off this album but none of the songs are familiar right either there. and i don't know what i would have given you no and there <laughs> any of the group episodes that we've done or anything like that it doesn't fit mm. Do not know. It's not a country song from the 90s. No, it's not. Um, I'm going to play the next song. It's called Night Goat. Uh, I was thinking maybe this would penetrate a little bit more with you because sometimes it's got like a Soundgarden feel to it. Whom influence, Melvin's influenced some Soundgarden. They like influence each other. Okay. Same from with the Nirvana. Same era. Like same area. era, same area, same appreciation for the scenes and stuff like that. These guys are, the, are much... Like heavier, I would say, than they are. Like their style is heavier. The music isn't necessarily like blow you away heavy, but there's something about it. Which, I doom mean, heavy sometimes. Yeah, I would say that. Like, not like just heavy, but like heavy. 
like it feels like some weight. It's not yes. just like technically heavy music. It's actually like weighty. Yeah, whereas Kurt Cobain talked against like pop music and stuff. But a lot of their songs had like hooks that were very... Poppy. I don't know if it, just poppy, but they just always... But kind of like that there was always like... It, mm, well, I've read that they've all... Everyone in Nirvana, their favorite band was Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> I'm going... I'm allowed to call them the. Yes. Uh, so I think they still wrote songs in that approach where you're going to have a hook and it's going to have like true melody, which I think comes forth in some Nirvana songs. Now, some don't. Wait, but Dave Grohl can write hit songs like a motherfucker. So King Buzzo introduced Dave Grohl to the rest of the guys in Nirvana. Wow. So King Buzzo is pretty much indirectly responsible for Dave Grohl being in Nirvana. Because Dave quit his current band at the time, which I think was called Scream. Don't okay. quote me on that, but I think they're called Scream. He quit the band, didn't know what to do. And he's like, well, these guys need a drummer. And Melvins are so steeped in Nirvana that the guy that's drumming on this album, I can't remember his name right now. It is, uh, crap. Sorry, guys. Personnel, uh, Dale Crover. He played drums on a few tracks on the Bleach album by Nirvana. So he was also Nirvana's drummer for a bit. Dale so, Crover, thanks. Dale Crover. I send Sambo <laughs> over. And you watch interviews and like King Bezo. Like, yeah, I would. I, I, I like that we got like help from Kurt Cobain, but I also wish he hadn't killed himself. Like, he's like, none of it's worth a guy I know being dead. So like, he hated like the whole. This Buzzo dude, he's very, like, true to indie roots. He's very true to, like... Is he straight edge? He might be a little bit. See, I read that he didn't like any drugs, but then I saw some interview where right at the beginning they started, and he's like, cannabis is legal in Canada, right? And they're like, yeah, and he goes, cool. I was like, well, maybe he doesn't consider pot drugs. Some people are like that. Like, you don't consider that a drug, even though it is. But you don't consider it in, like, the cocaine, heroin world. Yeah. But he doesn't do that shit. I know he for sure doesn't fuck around with hard drugs and hates that kind of shit. Does he's he also like, eat clean and take care of himself? He, nah, he looks kind of like he, he's a little thicker guy. I don't know about that. I know he's like one of those, I'm not a lefty, I'm not a righty. Like he'll be like, I fucking hate conservatives, but I hate the left even more because they'll tell you what to do more than even conservatives will. So he's like... One of those dudes who's very blunt about his opinion. He's very straightforward to the point. Could come off as an asshole, even though he's extremely polite. Jim Norton is a lot like that politically, yeah. so I understand. And, you know, I, I'm also... I mean, I lean more to a left, but I'm also the same way. I, like, I take each situation as it is, and I treat it like a human, and then move on. Socially, I'm left, but I'm not far left. Yeah, right. I'm nowhere close to far left. Because that shit is crazy to me, too. Anyone who's an extreme. I've said that a billion times on this podcast, too. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the Soundgarden sound I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Like, I think they really helped create a scene, a grunge scene, that they sometimes don't get credit for. Now, if you look it up, they will get credit for it. But they were, like, on the forefront on MTV. They've never considered themselves an MTV band. They put an album out, like, every year. They're about the music. They're, like... One of those bands that's just like, oh, you're for the right thing. You never cared about money. You never cared about this. You just want to play music and you want to travel the world and play your music. That's all you want to do. I've definitely heard of them before. I've never heard them. I don't know 
unless it's just you mentioning them, maybe. Maybe I played a song around you. Who yeah, knows? I'm not sure. But like I said, I don't get too deep into it. It's one of those bands that I know they have such a esteem from other people, and I know they're so important that like I hold them on a pedestal higher than like the amount I listen to them. Like if someone told me their favorite band was Melvin's, I'd be like, oh. You love legitimately good music, probably. We probably have a lot of music and taste. And you're not only going to love, like, heavy music that I love, but I think even fans that would that could reach out to, like, soul music and still like Melvin's because they don't stick to this sound always. Even now they don't get into soul, but they branch out. And, like, they even did, like, what they called punk country at one point. Now, I'm going to need some examples of some other things that they do at some other point in the podcast. I'll figure that out in the break. How's that sound? Because I'm not going to be able to figure it out now without it being a mess. Well, I didn't know if you had anything planned for going to No, I didn't know break. if you'd be that interested. I have something for going to break. But okay. I didn't know if you'd be that interested in getting some uh, taste. Well, if I hear Coming that back someone break, does different huh? genres, then I'm interested in what... Especially if... I mean, I didn't click with them. I wouldn't say especially because it could go either way. Uh, this fucking song. This song is a Mario world. Or like a whole, yeah, the whole world, not just a level that you go in. <laughs> so you're, it, I, it, I can't remember which one it is, but I feel like I'm in like a dungeon or one of those like cave type things in Super Mario. <laughs> Where it goes, do 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 do. No, that's okay. that's. All right, I know you're talking about. That's more in the past. I know what you're talking about, like where it's actually this like is, the bats come down and fly at you. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I this has given me Mario feelings the whole time. Never once expected you to say it's giving me Mario vibes. Well, I wouldn't say vibes because it's not. I don't like feel like I'm in a cave, but it just makes me think of that. Oh, God. I I even looked at the lyrics a little bit. I don't understand what's going on, but they seem. Not good. I don't know what's happening. Send me a black one. It's talking about like a, a guy. Uh, I will admit, every lyric that I've ever read from Melvin's, none of them makes sense. Now, I don't know if they're being mystical or if they're like, we don't care. We think it's funny to just write gibberish and make you think it's some deep thing when it's not. Now, I don't know which one that is. Because I know they've got like a little like I'm a stinker kind of vibe to them sometimes, you know, like poking at the man. Yeah. I don't know because I, I, I don't know either, Michelle. <laughs> I can't. I don't think the lyrics are good. I don't think they're bad. I don't think they care about them. I think they're like those are just filling so we can get to the. Well, every time I've heard "Send Me a Black One," it has made me uncomfortable. Let's see. Done in water, you might be over him. He's somebody's daughter, as far as is well known. Send me a black one, muzzled in a big fat one. Open with a castrate mystery man? Makes no sense. Now, maybe if you're like, maybe he's doing the Phil and Soma way of lyrics, and you just think of a subject from like a bird's eye view, and you just throw phrases at it that just describe it. And it's not really like a story, it's just this, this, this like flashes of emotion kind and of observation yeah. but not deep but kind of deep yeah i would say 
I cannot pick up the deepness on Melvin's. I can read Philip Soma lyrics and be like, oh, I feel the like desperation and the weight in this. The weight comes from the music on Melvin's more than the lyrics do. And you hate his voice. You don't like that. No, I don't. Yeah. Th- not us. And again, I think that that's a, probably a big part of why I dislike them because their music isn't particularly bad or anything. You prefer this guy's voice? Oh, it's not the same person. No, just I doing think something that's different. The bass player, the drummer. Yeah, this sounds more like like guys from that time. Yeah. It's that like big truck voice I'm not a fan of. It's funny. It's funny when Molly Hatchet does it. It doesn't work for me when men who are like I'm feeling things and I'm making this like this like moody dark music. It just seems like it sounds like to me I'm tough. I'm tough even though I'm sad. I'm telling myself I'm a tough boy. Send me a black one. I I understand the tough thing with like Phil and James Hetfield and stuff. I've just always thought of King Buzzo as such a nerd that it's just, that's just his voice. But what if he's trying to say like, I'm tough too. You can't fuck with me. I don't think he's like that. I think it's because I've known Buzzo before I've known the music and like stuff. It's just it, to be the voice is a big turnoff. Because when you when he speaks, he's like, "Hi." <laughs> wow, that makes me feel like he's putting something on even more. It's just the way he sings. I understand. I can't sing normal. Sometimes but you don't go. I would if it's the only fucking way I could hit that note. <laughs> it hurts my throat. I don't like it. Sometimes you have to fucking just throw it out. Look at uh, Justin Timberlake, Marionette. <laughs> that you you took these things out of the packages because yeah. it was too glary last time. Absolutely. So we have the Funko uh, Weird Al. We have a Funko uh, Attitude ridden Frank Zappa. <laughs> he does have some attitude in that face. It's the eyebrows. No, it's the hand on the hip. Oh, wow. I didn't even see that. He's got even more sass than I realized. He's sassy as hell. I was just looking at his face. looked mad. And then Pinhead <laughs> is doing his impression of Oliver, where he's like, please, sir. I thought you meant I want cat. some more. I knew you were going to think that. Because it doesn't look like he's holding a box. From here to me, it much. looks like he's holding a cup. And he's like, please, sir. <laughs> yeah, give me some more. more. Uh, most importantly, More? thank thank you for the people giving us these because these are all from either well guests and listeners at the same time. Yes, and we have uh, Justin Timberlake marionette that has been taken out and which, assembled by Sam. Which I had no idea it was an actual marionette. I just thought it was an action figure in a box. It turns out no, you can actually fucking use this thing as a marionette because no strings attached, baby. He's just Although, hanging back. All the strings are attached on JT right there. It's because they cut the strings at the Well, let's cut them. <laughs> let's not cut them. <laughs> I was so excited to get that thing out today. Michelle was like it's like you're playing, like <laughs> you're opening your new toy. I think marionettes can be interesting regardless of who it is of. It's for one good marionette or a good puppeteer is doing something. It's it can be pretty amazing. Now you know how I'm always like I could watch something. I'm like, well, I might be able to do that. And then, like, maybe for a day, I, like, I'm obsessed with one little craft. 
for five minutes, I was like, what if I'm a marionette guy? <laughs> you you do have that brain, for I sure. I do, but I don't act on a lot of them. Now, it triggers a lot, but I don't follow through a lot. My brother's got the same fucking brain. Yeah, he, he seemed to follow through on a lot more than I did. <laughs> He'll, he, yeah, we would do things for a bit and then just be like, oh, it's not for me. Yeah. Well, that's cool, though. At least you're searching and finding what you actually like. He's stuck with this strongman thing for a while now. It seems to be something... I think that's good for his brain. It's active. As long as he's not taking too much steroids or whatever. He's pumping into his balls. HGH. (laughs) I don't know if he's actually doing anything. But I like to make a jerk that he's injecting shit into his balls. Send me a bald one with a big red beard. (laughs) I'm not bald yet. No, I'm just talking about your brother. Don't you talk about my brother like that. But he's my brother, too. By the way, if you're a future guest and you want to bring a Funko Pop to us that uh, represents us, I'm not going to stop you. It has to represent us. If you can find, like, a Matthew Lillard one or... um, These steps might as well be Mount Everest. If they made a Funko Ernest, that would be amazing. Guess who's looking it up right now? I would guarantee it does not exist. Funko Ernest. A Funko... I didn't remember what that one was. We don't need a Funko Collins. Not at all. Um, but maybe... Rockin' and stroking my cats. Maybe a Funko Garfield? Yeah, there's definitely not one, but if there were to be one, it would look a little something like that, Michelle. Ernest P. Worrell. Hey. Uh, You're controlling the music. You want to play another oh. song? <laughs> Just putting your phone down and looking at me like, all right, what's next? All right, what's next is a song that I found out just before the podcast is a Kiss cover. Lick it up. (laughs) Song called Going Blind. What about uh, you put the or we put the X in sex or whatever the fuck that song is? Was that a a, let's put the X in sex? That's a Kiss song. I used it on a on a TikTok video a while ago, an app I don't ever use anymore for some reason. I don't ever really get on Instagram anymore. That's because you're too busy building worlds with dragons now. <laughs> when I was sick, I got addicted to this stupid fucking app, and I'm still into it, and I hate myself for it. It's a big time suck. Well, it was like big open world build stuff things. Yeah. You don't like this voice? No, fucking wah, boo-hoo. Man, you don't like Maynard's voice either, do you? No. Tool. Okay. No, 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 Well, no, this no. is also a little bit Tool-sounding Maynard influence. Don't hate Tool, though. I don't. But I, yeah. I'm turned off by vocals that are often not great, unless we're talking jam motherfucking Terry because I'm wearing my shirt again. Well, you're saying not great. You mean not great to you because he's hitting every fucking note. Yeah, not great <laughs> sounding to me. It's not a great sounding voice. Where it's like I, you put like this to Mariah Carey, I'd be like yes, give me this voice. Jesus fucking but Christ. But I love, <laughs> I understand and agree that Robert Plant can be a little much at times and Les Claypool's voice can be grating at times. But so some people can get through if if the music and the songs are fantastic. But to me, this 
there's nothing really breaching, and you've been singing this song a lot. It's stuck in my head. I think it's a good groove. I can't believe it's a fuck. Yeah, I'm going blind. I can't. I, I got to hear this Kiss version after we hear this because I had no fucking idea. I might need like Bo or somebody to be like, "Here's your Kiss playlist. These are the songs you're going to like." And then he hands you a playlist because that's what people do, and then he gives you a kiss on the forehead and then skips away. My forehead? You mean my penis? Your four skinhead? <laughs> you don't have four skin. He'd have to go find that in a lake somewhere. I only got three skin. <laughs> do you think they use that as fish food? No. God. What do you think they do with it? I think they throw it away. But do so you think that there's just like a bag of rotting foreskin no. in a place somewhere? Do you think they burn it? Maybe. You like, like burn it? Maybe. And, and then they but make here's a beautiful what I painting think. out of the ashes. I think it got put in a little hazardous waste bag and then taken to a general hazardous waste material place and then it got thrown in a pile. Ooh, and made into hot dogs. So, no, I don't... <laughs> they barely have to change the shape. Um, well, I mean, they're babies. They need a lot of ground-up <laughs> foreskin. I, I think that there's just foreskins among trash. Like, there's a pile of trash, but it's not a pile of foreskins. I think it's just a pile of, like, a bunch of trash, and you're going to find, like, 40 or so foreskins in that pile. The foreskin. I need to know what they do. The foreskin is tossed as biological waste, but when they're kept around, the leftover cells have proven a vital asset to medical research. So our foreskins are important to medical research? Where do foreskins go? <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> Does any foreskin remain after circumcision? It's called redundant foreskin. Imagine there being like a little flap or something. Uh, being, <laughs> you just like flap it with your I finger. feel nice it's for my, both people. It's my redundant foreskin. Yeah. My lady loves my redundant foreskin. It rubs on her redundant clit. I just said clit on the podcast. I did it twice. It says here from crutchfielddermatology.com. Yes. That foreskins removed during hospital circumcisions are sometimes sold to biotech labs since young skin is ideal for researching skin for burn vitamins, insulin manufacture. I don't know why insulin manufacture looks so weird to me. And also making skin creams for ladies. So, baby foreskin <laughs> helps in Medical research labs for making your skin look like a young, circumcised foreskin on your face. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I knew when to drop out. That's Gene, I'm pretty sure. Very interesting to me. No idea this is a kiss song. Like, I'm surprised. Do you think Tom did? Maybe. Maybe Anne-Marie did. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I think this works more. To you me. like this more than the Melvins version? Yeah, because it's really doomed out for the Melvins it version. Is. This is. Hey, look at the cover. A lot less, dr- a lot less draining. They get to show you some side thigh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> From Space Ace. No, that's not Space Ace. He's on the bottom. Some mandarine. Some mandarine. Uh, yeah, lingerie. Mandarine. Mandarine. It doesn't work. None of it works. It all works. <laughs> I like that. I might have to add that to a list that I'll never listen to. <laughs> yeah. Some kiss I'm, I'm a fan of, and then a lot of kiss I could throw in a fucking well. Like, I like a. Detroit Rock City. You don't like any kiss. That's No, Detroit Rock City isn't a bad song. Yeah, that's not a bad song. Uh, Let's go see Kiss. But for the most part, I don't like Kiss at all. You love Gene Simmons. Mm-mm. You love the Gene. Mm-mm. Let's move on to a song that this band called Honey Bucket. That's what I call you, Michelle, my Gene little honey Gene Simmons bucket. has a face for makeup. Yes, a he does. A lot of makeup. He does? He this is, is metal as fuck, by the way. This is like legitimately heavy. Not just tone-wise. It's like heavy, heavy, heavy. And it's like intricate. They're doing a lot of fucking rhythms that they yeah, had to work on. This song did stand out to me because I was trying to it's double pedal figure out when because I played this last night on the way to see Pardo, and I think or maybe I don't know if it was that time or another time, but I I remember looking at my phone, you're like, which song is this? Because I think Honey that it's, it. it sounds different than a lot of the other songs, so it it stood out to me. I think all the songs kind of have their own thing going on. You know, like a thrash metal album or a lot of albums I, I like? It sounds like not the same exact song over, but it's the same vibe. I think every song on here has got its own thing going on. And this is like super sludgy. There's like no definition to this guitar tone. It's just... This almost gives me like a Motorhead vibe right here. Yeah! How did Lemmy have a throat left when he, he smoked cigarettes like one after another? He's like one of those, I'm pretty sure. Whiskey all the time until he gets older and goes, I can't drink whiskey too much anymore. It's got too much sugar in it. So instead, I'm going to drink screwdrivers, you know, with less sugar in it. Natural sugars? I remember other people just being like, yeah, good switch. It's basically the exact same fucking thing. He squeezed the oranges himself. <laughs> like, so it's it's a, still a lot of sugar. Like this. God, that hurts right there. Well, that's just natural to your voice. Maybe he had a mole in his throat that made him <laughs> uh, sound like that. A redundant mole? <laughs> <laughs> so once again, you're not a fan of... Just throw that thing to Rob Zombie. I think I, I that makes sense to me. I think I got a vibe of I. White Rob Zombie, Zombie popped into my head at one point when I was listening, maybe on my first listen. So yeah. It's definitely got a White Zombie vibe. Sometimes I get the feeling like they're literally taking shots at bands too, where they're like, "Ah, hey, this sounds like them. Let's just do this real quick." 
I thought the music was interesting in that song, though. It was more, uh, I think, the fact that it, it, it is a shorter song, but it like, kind of speeds through it faster mm-hmm. versus... So what? Yeah. So not being into it as much, I need something to just kind of like, yeah, I, pick I get, it up, pick it up, pick it up a little bit. For me, I think that other style works because I like Doom, but Doom gets too doomy for me sometimes, and this is like a mid-grade Doom that's like, it's just right on the edge of being too slow, but it's just fast enough that I can keep in the song. All right, let's move on. This is a song called Hag Me. It's seven minutes and six seconds long. This is another one that made me look at my phone. Like, it's still fucking going. They have two songs on here that are a bit long. Well, the last song is, a is not really a song. Too long. It's just fucking noise. You heard me. You can tell they go for, like, an art kind of vibe. Like, sometimes when people are doing, like, Big long songs. It seems to me like they're going from like we really care about the music and like immersing you in the sound. Or sometimes it can just come off as like, well, I was bored. <laughs> but this is so doomed. Yeah, it loses me, and I think for that reason. And not stoner. Well. But like stoner kind of sounds like a like almost like a Black Sabbath, like, like a little bit of a group. hippie vibe. Yeah, this is just straight like. Alternative, like, alternative grunge doom. Like if Soundgarden made a doom song, this is what it would be. Mm-hmm. Man, Oliver's pissed that he's running around. My knee hurts today. You did go and scoot around this morning. Yeah. Speaking of scoot around, I go to the bowl and I start skating around. And there's like all these little plastic pieces in the fucking bowl. My like, god damn it. So I clean it all up and I walk up to uh, go throw it away. And as I'm walking out, I see two women have brought their two little kids who are on scooters. I'm like, uh oh. They come directly to the bowl that I just cleaned out so I can skate it and just go to the bottom and just start putting around in the bottom. And I'm like, god damn it. Like, I cleaned that out so I could fucking hit this. So I just stood there and waited for my turn. And uh, the kid looked at me and he's like, you can go. And I was like, I can't go with you in there. Still, you got to get out, dude. And he's like, okay. And he couldn't get his scooter out. So I was like, just launch it up here. I'll grab it. So I helped this kid get his scooter out. And the two moms were like, thank you so much. Because <laughs> like, even they are probably nervous about taking their kids there. I don't know. I could look scary. I had a jacket on and stuff, so I didn't look that scary. But yeah. I could look like I could look at me like, get the fuck out of the way. Which some skaters will do that. That's shitty. It's shitty. There's there's ways to go about it. There's ways to do it kindly. It does get annoying. But you also don't own the park. Uh-huh. So unless, like, there, there's a thing where you take your turn. Like, if you're waiting to get on the thing, one guy goes, and then the next guy goes, and the next guy goes. Now, a little kid's not going to know that. So you kind of got to guide that. Just because you're better doesn't mean that you deserve all the time. No. Because how are they going to get better if they don't putter around like you did? And how are they going to learn the respect and, like, watch out and go, when it's your turn, unless you, like, teach them? They're just going to get scared of skating, and they're just going to not know what to do if you go, fuck out of the way. You just got to help. 
This is like the third time now I've turned into the skate dad at the fucking park, which I told you I'd be happy to do. Mm -hmm. I've cleaned it up like four times now. I help kids out. I've picked someone's bike. You did. <laughs> the bike chain. I'm happy to do it. It makes me feel like I'm helping out the community for once. Good. Those little things matter. Yeah. The, the look on those moms' faces. Who they could have very well been younger than me at this point. And they probably were. Just like, oh, thank God. A, a kind man out here. But there was like this 11-year-old girl who was fucking shredded up. Doing tricks that I never even thought I'd see anybody do there. That I've seen guys who are good that haven't even tried. And she was just like, watch this. And like doing board slides on rails and shit. It's fucking crazy. And she looked at me and goes, have you dropped in on the deep side of the bowl yet? I was like, no. <laughs> she just goes and does it like it's nothing. I wonder if she looked like, uh, does she look like someone we know named Melissa at all? Like my cousin Melissa? No. <laughs> we went to school with her. Oh, no. She has two daughters that are into that. One of them is a little person. And then one is like a, probably around Kirima's age. Maybe a little younger. I don't think so. They seem like they weren't from huh. around here. Especially when the 12 o'clock siren went off and it kept going. And they looked at each other and were like, I guess we don't need to run. And I just started laughing and I said, it happens every Saturday at noon. It's cool. And they're like, oh, it happens for us on Fridays. But only once a month. And I was like, well, it's every Saturday here. Every Saturday at noon, a town is like, stop sleeping, assholes. <laughs> it's the, it may be the weekend, but get the fuck up and get stuff done. So here's where I'll agree. This is gets a little sleepy. I like the riffs on this one. I think it's a little too long. I like that every once in a while they add this instrument that's like I don't know what it is. But I really like it. It almost just sounds like multiple sticks being hit on each other. But like this parts, there's sections that when it's playing, I'm like, oh, I love it. Like this. I love this. But like as a whole on this song, I never think of this song from the album. I never like like when I want to listen to this album, I don't put it on to listen to Hagman. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Now, who I am interested in is Larry Hagman. He's uh, <laughs> he's got it going on. Of course I don't, but I'm sure he has it going on. That's an interesting name, Hagman. Yeah, I was right, Larry Hagman. This son of a bitch. Boom, Darren from like Bewitched. A guy to me. He was also on Dallas. JR. That looks much more familiar to me. Yeah, that's Larry Hagman, baby. Oh, who shot him? I don't know who shot JR. I think that was one of those ones where it was like a dream or something. I thought the whole show was a dream. Something like that. Who did shoot JR? I have no fucking clue. I know who shot Mr. Burns. Does that help? Maggie. <laughs> Maggie How did dare shoot Mr. She? Burns. <laughs> All, All over right. a sucker and a teddy bear. So, <laughs> so like I said with that song, I think they maybe could have made that to do two different songs. Use some riffs there to made make it. Made it into two different songs? Yeah, maybe not be a seven-minute, six-second-long song. When songs are slow like that and they're long, they feel extra slow and extra long. You know what I mean? There's a lot. I mean, the first album, I would say most of the songs are longer than the second half. There are more two-minute songs. 
in the latter half. Yeah, because they know the last fucking song's 10 minutes and 13 seconds long. So they were like, let's give these people a break at the end. (laughs) I don't like calling it a song. All right, we're going to do it one more song, and then we're going to break. It is a song called Set Me Straight by the... Grace of the Lord, I couldn't have told you what this song was until it started playing. Listen to you talking about the lard. Oh, I like this song. You like this voice more than the right? You got to. Yeah, that guitar voice. I'm a big fan. This is not a fucking guitar. You asked me about. I'm the baby now. (laughs) You are not the baby. I think he see yeah, I would put definitely I would, better. I would call this more of an affectation on his voice than than like the, just him shouting. Doing yeah, the, but it it doesn't have that big truck tough guy <laughs> voice. Big truck. Ugh, shut up. <laughs> Hate it. And I don't mean you. I mean the person who created it. I I thought this was going to be alternative enough at points that it might pull you in at sections. But clearly I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, this kind of sounds like it would have been in a movie or something in the 90s. This this feels very 90s. Just mm-hmm. everything about it. I think, though, the guitar tone, even on these ones that are, like, even more, I don't know, like, friendly, I guess you would say. Oh, yeah, the more poppy version. Not poppy, but, yeah, that's more hooky versus just, like, not that there aren't things going on, riffs and such. And melodic arrangements. It's not just noise. It's never just noise. Correct. Yeah. But there's just something. It's more of an ear pleaser, I guess. It's not as a tough dude. (sighs) Not a fan. You hate the tough dude sound. (laughs) Hate the tough guy sound. I'm a tough guy with with a sad heart. Which I agree that there were artists that were doing the tough guy sound to sound tough but then I think some guys were just doing it because like it's just what it sounds like when I shout at the top of my fucking lungs yeah this house uh, this house this song uh, (laughs) absolutely this song is not as bad as a lot of the other songs I kind of thought if anything would get you in it would be this but I also thought that maybe the guitar isn't the guitar tone still sounds so doomy and so sludgy that even if it's not playing a guitar like a doomy sludgy riff Mm -hmm. The tone itself is doom and sludge. I like the timing on that too. It's a nice short. I prefer that. It's like a mint. You like put a mint in your mouth in the beginning, and in the time it takes you to get that mint done, because there's no way you're gonna suck through the whole thing. You're gonna get irritated and eventually chew up the last bit of it, right? Absolutely. Okay, so that's kind of how it's nice. It is nice. It's like a nice little treat. And really, all my favorite songs and all my favorite artists. Did keep it like three minute long song. I mean, like Misfits, which is one of my favorites. Like they're just no intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. We're fucking done. I find actual doom music to be very exhausting, and a lot of songs. Never given you Electric Wizard. A lot of times, those songs sound longer than they are, Mm -hmm. and because of the pace, just like Hag Me, the song did. Yes, but like Honey Bucket. It wasn't very long either, and it there was like stuff going on that made it more interesting. Yeah, it's just I agree. the the yeah the dark doomy S- stuff just loses me. Sometimes doom is indulgent. I would agree, like <laughs> overly sure. indulgent. Like I think all metal is so, sort of indulgent, just in the way it's like bravado and 
it's all an indulgence, but doom in like doom and progressive music. Indulge. That sounds They're like, that, yes, yeah. we'll play the same riff for three fucking minutes as slow as we possibly can. And you're just like, no. Remember when we saw uh, yeah, well, Hank we 3? saw Hank 3, that's what popped in my head. That was so doomy. And even as a guy who can listen to Doom, we were upstairs like falling asleep. And then finally the cattle calling thing came on and we woke the fuck back <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, we're going to go out on a song that Dale Crover played drums on for Nirvana. Do you like this song, Michelle? We'll find out. It's a song called... Do you know this? Is this from Bleach? Yeah. A song called Floyd the Barber. And so far it's the best fucking Nirvana song I've ever heard. <laughs> I think I've talked about this song before. It felt very familiar. Yeah, I'm not sure. Heavy. Anyway, we'll be back. It's break time. Heavy. Hey there, Melody Makers. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast presents... Guess That Melody! It's the game where each person has to guess the melody of a song they've never heard before, just by reading the lyrics. We've each chosen a song that the other doesn't know, and have given them only the lyrics so each person can take a blind stab at the melody of the chorus of their song. Is Sam a regular songbird with a natural talent and eye for musical arrangements? Is Michelle going to stomp that ginger bird into the dirt? Listen on and see who can... Yes! Oh, much like uh, beans filled with vitamins. Welcome, fortified fellas and fermenting females. <laughs> Fan fucking testing on that. <laughs> Woo! We are back for a fun round of this game because uh, we haven't. Because Travis came back again. <laughs> and he they really didn't even invite just... me this time. I just keep showing up. He just really likes the game. And he knocks on the door and he's like, let me in. Let's record, stupids. And Stupid. we're like, all right, <laughs> let's do this. And uh, I guess we just have to comply with oh, this guy. You got no choice. Now, here's where I'm pissed. This is the third round of this bullshit where I've lost the last two rounds and I'm fucking upset. Yeah, Maybe so try if, being better. If, have you thought of that? No, I haven't. <laughs> well, you're Holy welcome. shit, that's all I got to do? Yeah, just be better than Michelle and... I mean, I've always felt that way, but I... <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> No one's, no one's fighting you on this. <laughs> Absolutely no one. I'm not better at doing the dishes. <laughs> That's for a fucking chore or cleaning anything. Including yourself. Oh, yeah. She's way better at keeping herself clean. Anyway, did you send me some lyrics, my good man? I did. Boom. All right. Here we go. Let's see. Not near as long as the last one. Because <laughs> you're a disaster. You make me sick. Hell, you make a winner even want to quit. Nobody likes you. Just get a grip. You have no friends because you're a piece of shit. Let's see. Ah, man. Now, see the last one we did. This was all techno, and now it's all stuck in my fucking head. But <laughs> I don't think you would go that way. I need to think of this. Or am I Shh. thinking that you wouldn't think I would go or that way? So no, I he's fucking with my brain. Well, I just want you to think that. All right. I'm going, I'm going a little bit uh, aggressive here. Here we go. I love the pump up. Cause you're a disaster! 
You make me sick. Hell, you make a winner even wanna quit. Nobody <laughs> knocks you. Just get a grip. You have no friends because you're a piece of shit. A piece of shit. Yeah. It's amazing how red your face got. Thank you. That was very good. Very good. Uh, but very wrong, I'm assuming. Yeah, very, totally yeah. wrong ballpark. God, we're so wrong regularly. <laughs> this is You Have No Friends by Bourbon Crow. Because you're a disaster. I think it sounds exactly like what I was doing. <laughs> you weren't quite twangy enough. You're close. You wanna quit. Nobody likes you. Hey. Just get a grip. You have no friends. Cause you're a ginger, bitch. We're done. You can go home now. <laughs> oh, he'll be back. It's fine. I'm sure I'll, he'll I'll be, be back in a, probably a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I know I've won already, but you can go ahead and try. Just, Michelle. Technicality. I'll send Michelle her lyrics. All right. Hers are a little bit longer. Very, oh yeah. Very, very repetitive though. I'd like to see what morning looks like. Don't want to drink pint after pint. I want to wake up feeling sick or without feeling sick, <laughs> but I can't because I'm a drug abusing alcoholic. I can't because I'm a drug abusing alcoholic. I can't because <laughs> I'm a drug abusing alcoholic. I can't because I'm a drug abusing alcoholic. And you gave it the William Shatner treatment right there. <laughs> right. Sam might know this song. <laughs> I have a feeling I know who it is. Probably some drug abuse and alcoholic. I like to see what morning looks like. Don't want to drink pint after pint. I want to wake up with that feeling sick. But I can't because I'm a drug abuse and I got honey. <laughs> I have nowhere to go with that. <laughs> Just, oh God. Uh, I can't because I'm a drug abuse. <laughs> You can just stop. <laughs> I just threw in the towel. It actually wasn't that bad. Damn it. If she you, went you with got, that, I'm going to be pissed. You got the voice kind of close. It's I'm an alcoholic by no effects. Ooh, I do have a fat mic voice. <laughs> and I have the same body shape as fat <laughs> <laughs> You can even hear the point where he laughs and stops singing in there. That's how accurate you are. Ooh, we got some El Jefe horns going in there. Yeah, that's some uh, that's some anal juice. All right, well, who won? I think Michelle won this one too, dude. She gave up at the end. She still won. I couldn't, I couldn't find myself. But the part again. she did was close. I know, and it was very punk of her to just stop. So coincides a little. Yeah. Well. I'm gonna kick you in the shin if you keep talking like that. Don't kick me in the. I'm shin. I'm a punk ass bitch. No. All right. So uh, I think that because I won again, I get to take this uh, Travis candle and shove it wherever I want to on your body. On my so, body? Yeah. So if you would like to uh, lift your arm up, I'm going to shove it into the armpit. Whoa. And, like that. <laughs> and hopefully that skin tag will just hold it in there like a shelf. Don't talk about my <laughs> armpit skin tag like that. This is bullshit. All right. Well, uh, I'm... <laughs> I'm the winner again. So uh, that was a <laughs> super three. fun row round. I said row. It's a prison row at this point. It's a really fun mic row. 
of Debbie Jobs <laughs> Smegma. <laughs> Leave it. Yeah. Fucking leave it. Goodbye. This is definitely much more exciting and funny in every way than the Doom stuff. You know what's funny about Cattle Calling is that the songs are things like Tim Daller, Black Cow, Tim Daller, Mad Cow, (laughs) Hugh Howe, Cow Sold. So it's literally just the names of these auctioneers and then like, well, he was auctioning off a black cow. so It gives them credit, I guess, since they're the ones... uh, what a weird way to give auctioneers credit. I don't know, man. And the music is just a mess. Like, it just literally sounds like they're just a one take. Just go. Just go. <laughs> Although I've seen it live and they did it live. I didn't want that to go away, oddly enough. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's fascinating. And I mean, a whole album of it is exhausting. Yeah. But the funniest part about that show is that was like funny. they put that at the end after all the doom stuff. And we've told this story. The first before. was the country, the country stuff. Country stuff. Packed people outside the fucking building. Country stuff. Yeah. Doom starts. People just leave and it gets down to like realistically it was like 20 people, wasn't it? I felt like there was nobody left. That really, really like 20, 30 people max. It, I'm being generous with 30 in my memory. I don't remember it that well. It's been many, many years. <laughs> I remember he came out to do cattle call and it was like, you are the chosen ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the only ones stupid enough to sit through that fucking doom set. <laughs> I literally was like, we were upstairs, like, sitting down with our feet up, just like, oh, my God, when's it going to end? And it cleared the whole fucking building. It was a long night. The Bogarts went, the Bogarts bar people went from like, holy shit, we're making so much money to like, oh, can I go home? (laughs) Nobody's here anymore. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. Ah. You are the chosen ones. He's wearing like. Shoulder pads with like blades off of them because they switched to the like black metal death metal section of the Jeez. night. <laughs> Good. I like to hit the table. I know. All right, let's move on. We're still listening to Melvin's, even though Michelle does not want to. And uh, I'm just trudging we're gonna, along. We're gonna keep on trucking, baby. This is a song called Sky Pup, which I assume is about Sky Pup. God being a dog, since it is spelled that backwards. I don't know. What? Dog and God. Sky Pup. God dog. Dog God. Sky is yeeks. Oh, yeah. This song's like... God yeeks. I love the fucking bass on this. And the voice reminds me of the voice of uh, Sir Nose Devoid of Funk on Ah. Parliament albums. But I just think the bass is nice and grooving. As a bass player, I can just sit back and appreciate this guy just getting free reign to jam and like syncopated stuff like that. Oh, now 
this part does get scary. Scary, baby. I mean, I don't think this song goes anywhere. I think the music isn't bad on this. I agree that the uh, bass makes it more interesting. It, it feels like... Oh, what do they call that when you go to a play? Intermission. Mm. It feels like an intermission song. Almost like a... Go get yourself a smoke. I listened to this Did you as, hear Baby in there? I did. I did. I, uh... Thing. Oh, I listen to this as mostly a chore. I think every time I listen to it. Sometimes albums get affected that way. Like if you're having a busy week and you don't really find the time, or maybe you're just irritated at work and you're like, I don't want to listen to fucking anything. Or you just listen and you're like, oh, I'm not really getting into this and from the beginning, and then it feels like, uh this yeah. is all going Almost longer than I want to. Every I've ever done on this podcast. <laughs> For who, me? No, I wouldn't I, say that. For every album. You've done a lot that aren't bad as well. Let's say most of yours aren't terrible. None of mine are terrible. They're all perfect. You just don't understand. <laughs> Except for Blind Illusion. <laughs> I also was not into Blind Illusion. Blind Illusion. Now, I'll give you... Uh, I'll say this about this song. It's gonna stop by now. It's got like a minute and a half left. It's not even technically a long song. It's under four minutes. It's not, but just this style of song seems to lend to short, sweet. More interlude-esque, not just a super, not super long, but a longer, I guess, jam song. Yeah. I, I understand. See, I, I gotta think of it like this. It almost feels more like just a groove jam song. Almost, it's not Zappa, but it feels like this is just our artistic expression. You should just like music. Maybe it's meant to literally bridge between the last song and the next song. Maybe too, but like, sometimes an indulgence is going on. Mm-hmm. Where it sounds like it could be a shorter part of a song instead of being the just entire a shorter song. song. They, they haven't shied away from doing two-minute something songs. They could have done it now. Fucking Sky Pop. Which I... Is that the... Is that the puppy that's on the cover of the album with the two heads? Is that the Sky Pop? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I like to think it is. Two-headed puppy would be... Uh, a lot because puppies tear a lot of things up. <laughs> it could chew two things at once. Yeah, you got both shoes down immediately. Imagine, imagine how much poop is going on there. <sighs> two dogs eating. It would be, one, it would be one belly. So do you I just know. feed them half portions? Maybe because you should still only feed them as they have one gut. That's the it looks like one body to me. <laughs> Remember Cat Dog? Did you ever see Cat Dog? Of course I did. No one ever understood how they did their business. I think you just did it out of the other one's mouth. Uh, cats are known for throwing up, so maybe the cat was the one, uh, not just hairball. <laughs> poop ball? But <laughs> poop ball, hairballing it up. Poor I always, cat. I always just imagined what, if the cat ate, then it pooped out the dog's mouth. If the dog ate, then it pooped out the cat's mouth. Well, the problem is, is that if the dog... 
threw it up. The dog's eating that again. Yeah, that's very true. The, but the cat could also, if it's if it's something that they just like ate quickly and yeah, it all well, came out in it. the same, it looks just the same as it did when it came out, just yeah. like in a tube form. Yeah, they'll reheat that. They'll reheat and reheat. Mmm, up in the inside where they meet. Speaking of cats. He's right. a good boy. Uh, that's because it's a feeding time, so they're getting antsy. Oh, they're getting antsy, huh? Mm-hmm. Song called Joan of Arc. Hey, baby, you want to come up here? Come here. Get up there. Yeah, come on, kitty. Come on, there he is. We're going to get on camera true love since these two are basically married now. No, I think of us as being like father and son, both father and son. <laughs> you know, you know, you're a woman, right? There's a word for a parent that is a woman. <laughs> I don't know why father came out. Anyway, father and son, and uh, <laughs> I think it's. I've a, always felt like mother and daughter with. Oh them. man, it's a very uh, familiar relationship. Familiar familial relationship it doesn't feel anything more than that we're not married that's disgusting he is my baby he does yeah he he likes to lay on my shoulder a lot lately and just i bet that's a, a fun feeling but you would annoy the shit out of me after a while but i guess it's great for two minutes get off it does and then he'll typically leave after a bit if i I don't know, move a little. He's, this guy's yelling at me. He's yelling. This is another song that kind of like snoozed me out. I get the toolness a little more in this song, but not necessarily the style. Just the way he out. sounds. I love that. Yeah! You just scared Paul. He just... Yeah, get out. This is the studio. Shot out of the no room. No room for cats in the studio. There's oh, there there's room for many, many cats in this room. Like a Maine Coon that I was looking at yesterday. On we the could have a Maine Coon stretched across the table in front of us. Our table could just be a cat bed. You think that that would be a good idea? And we can just, while we're talking about stuff, just... Yeah, I do think it's a wonderful idea, Dig but I know that kitty. it won't happen. Maine Coons are expensive, and there's no way I would want a Maine Coon with four other cats. I'd have to wait until it, two of them dropped off, I think, at least. As one drops off, another one's coming in. I think we all know that. Uh, uh, I don't know about uh, that. Uh. <laughs> no, I really don't. I think four is kind of a lot, even though it's not compared to three, like, but it wouldn't hurt to maybe not have four cats. That is kind of... It feels like a lot when I say it, even though I would love to have a cat farm. We just don't have that. I don't need, not the facilities, nor the time. You know, I don't want to just smell like cat shit and piss. You, also, you already don't maintain things enough like you should, sweet baby Sam. I mean, it's You're so a tired rough time. from this fucking album. <laughs> and I like this album, too, but there are just some albums that I like, but I understand that they can get sleepy. So for you, then, when you listen to it, there are skippable songs. 
would you say? There's a skippable end. Okay. Not so- I listened to the whole album until about the end. And then it's just like... Oh, you don't mean the end of the song, maybe? you? No, you- I literally mean the end of the album. Okay. I, I enjoy all these songs enough to listen to them album-wise. Now, if I weren't listening to this for podcast reasons, I might stop halfway through the album and be like, I got my fix. You know what I mean? But I can listen to all these songs for the most part and be all right with it. But yeah, I also can say it's just like sleep. Oh, God damn it. Which is what you clearly want to do right now. You're making people yawn. You need Sorry. to get your shit together. That album is also, I love it, but... Guzzle some water real quick. Wake yourself up. No! Make yourself feel like you're drowning. No! That'll wake you up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like your shirt. They're floating in an ass in water. So maybe you should be the water. No, let's just move on to a song called Teat. <laughs> that would definitely put you to sleep. A teat? Sucking on that teat? Sucking on teat milk? Getting a warm, warm titty milk? The Sleep Album. We did that fucking album. I love it, but it can put me to sleep. I can listen to like the first four songs be like, yeah, I'm good. But I technically enjoy the whole album. It's kind of like that with Melvin. It's kind of like that with this album. I enjoy the whole thing, except for the last two. Um, But I... I can stop listening to it before we even get to this part of the album. And I'm like, got my Melvins for the day, or at times for the year. It's like, I, I enjoy it, but it's never going to like, I'm never going to say they're one of my favorite bands. I'm never going to be like, you know who you should check out? You said you don't know when you started listening to them. Can you give any, like, for a while or just for like a year? Oh, no, it's probably at least been nine years. Okay, so it was a while. I first checked this album out somewhere around figuring out guys from a super joint ritual, like saying that their favorite band was Melvin's. And I was like, ah, I'm gonna listen to Melvin's. It might have even been longer than nine years ago at this point. So I was into super joint ritual before you, so maybe 14 years ago was when I first heard this album. But then at that point, you had to like watch it on just YouTube. Now this is like on the streaming and stuff, so it's been easier to access in the past 10 years, I would say. But I only go to it every once in a while. That's why it took so long to get to it for this podcast. Why only this album? Is it just not... I just get enough. It fills my Melvin's quota. But one time I was listening to... What's it called? Like a... When in the radio mode, you know how after you listen to an album, it'll continue playing sometimes and it just starts giving you a mix of stuff? Yes. Then it played another Melvin song called History of Bad Bad Men. And I was like, oh, this song fucking rules. So I guarantee there's other songs out there. I could probably get like a super playlist of Melvin songs that I would really, really enjoy. Yeah, you can at the bottom select, oops, uh, to turn off autoplay so it will stop at the album. And I definitely did that every time I listened to this album to make sure that <laughs> nothing else accidentally played. So you didn't have to hear things you didn't have to listen to? No, but this one's to play Politicians in My Eyes by Death. That's and I uh, That was my favorite song on that album. Politicians in my eyes. At the and I've listened to that song multiple Stop times. Stop talking about death. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to that song multiple times since that episode. I've also been getting into that some songs from that Jethro Tull album. Quite a bit. Yeah, she's been... Jethro Tull in it. I can't uh, get enough of him, 43. 
which I was also my favorite song on that episode. It's just been in my head every day. I want to hear it. <laughs> if Jesus says, what about I see himself from the glory, glory? See, cause who use his name and die. Oh, Jesus save me. Fuck you, baby. I knew I hated babies. Baby, you were talking about going out and getting puss. I know. Just because I love alcohol and sex and because I want a baby doesn't mean I can't also love the Lord. I guess it does. Have you ever heard of Catholics? Yes, I have, baby. Yes, I have. All right, we got another song. It's called Capache. Jump on it. <laughs> or you can call it Copage if you want. Shouldn't, but you could if you want. Man, I'm so checked out at this point. It's not because of this album. I'm it's checked out. I just want to go bowling. Yes, we want to throw balls. We need to feed the animals. We need to let the dog do her business after she eats. And then, and then we need to roll some pins. I really hope so. If not, we're going to uh, play some pool. Ooh, baby. Because I haven't done that in years, and Ooh. I used to do that a lot. And I enjoy that very much as well, even though I'm not going to be good at either of these because I haven't done them in years. And I'm such a wuss that ball's probably going to be too heavy for me. <laughs> I feel like that happened last time and I didn't say anything, that it was kind of rough on my wrist. Get a lighter ball. I might. I can still use the shoes. Yep, absolutely. The shoes are cute. The shoes are fantastic. <laughs> Old 70s bowling shoes. Yeah. Fantastic. I looked out that your mom and I have the same size feet. <laughs> for that. I where her roller skates are because she'd fit in those too. I imagine she got rid of those a long time ago. Bet she didn't. She was probably like, I'm, I know I'm never going to use these. She didn't get rid of a fucking clarinet that she knew she was never going to use. But it's musical. Maybe she thought that it could be passed to you or it someone. It needed fixed. Oh, of course it did. <laughs> It's like missing the cork pads. That's kind of the theme of this entire house. It is. Everything needs fixed or replaced. <laughs> Absolutely fucking everything. We were talking about it earlier. People like like to buy meals for us. And like I get stuff free all fucking time, and I didn't ask for any of it. I appreciate it because we look poor. <laughs> but it's like I think we do. I give off the poor vibes, so they feel like oh I'm doing something nice. But wow, what was I gonna say? But I never give people things because the things I own get fucking destroyed and they're not worth giving to someone new. Like passing down. You're yeah. talking about after like you're people, done with it. Some people be like, give me a golf club. And I'm like, well, thank you. I'm like, I can't give someone a golf club because like the grip will be fucked up. I'm pretty sure I've dented the head of my driver. I think Sam legitimately needs a new driver. I'm not just saying that to get something new, but I think like, my driver's fucked up. Yeah, I think about that too. Hey... Winston's not a good enough driver for you anymore? No, I'm talking about the fact that my car is deceased. Oh, you got a van pretty much for right now. 
I pretty much just have a van. I think what you did is just decided to sh- uh, let my car go to shit and you get gifted me a van is what happened. I gifted you a van to let that car sit on the side until I can fix For it. For four years. <laughs> Maybe even five now. I don't know. It's been a long knows. time. But it's here and it's ready to still not be worked on very much. <laughs> and everything on that also needs fixed at this point because it's sat for way yeah. too long. I uh, I got to look into it, but I hear that the used car market is fucking plummeting now. So I think prices are about to go down. Uh. So it might be worth it to not even give a fuck and uh, get rid of it and then just... Just get s- like 150 200 bucks for scrapping it and then I mean I I just be in debt and pay for a new car that I'm saying me I'm comfortable with a car payment I'm comfortable with a car payment for the rest of my fucking life I don't care I could do it too because I kind of miss having I like the van because I like being up high I would like having a car but I would like to have a car (laughs) again I agreed Let's move on, and we can talk about car stuff. This is a song called Pearl Bomb. Now, this is where it begins. This is where Sam is irritated at this fucking album. Yep, baby Pearl Bomb. I thought you were going to say you were going to give a pearl necklace to that girl later you're trying to find. Are you a Christian that thinks that like masturbating and like blowjobs is a waste of seed, so it can only be uh, in the vagina? This is terrible. (laughs) My favorite part about you, baby, is that you have like a two-toned voice. One of like a 37-year-old woman and the other of a baby. So are you telling me that in Scream, they when they had the voice changers, I should have been able to hear Stu Blocker's voice more than I did? Stu Blocker? His name was Stu Blocker? <laughs> yes, his name was Stu Blocker. <laughs> 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 Not Skeet Ulrich. I don't remember what Skeet's <laughs> character name was, but I do know that Matthew Lillard's name was. Stu Blocker. Blocker. <laughs> no, thank you. Wait, am I right about that or is Stu Blocker a singer? <laughs> no, so kind of sound 
Sam's right. Medication to keep truckers awake. <laughs> Stu Blocker is actually the guy who did vocals for Ice Earth, I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, wait. Stu Block is his name. Stu Block. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stu from Scream. Stu Mocker. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck you, baby. <laughs> oh, no, baby. We got to move on. We're going to listen to this song called Pearl Bomb. Now, the kick drum on God damn it. The kick drum on this is rough. And don't be surprised when we do not make it through the entire two minutes and forty six seconds of this song. Tickety tick. Here we go. Ugh, I'm in a club. Lights are flashing. The only way I'm gonna be able to get through this is if someone hands me drugs. But all these people are really weird and no one's handing me drugs. So I'm really uncomfortable. Well, and they're I'm- all selling it. You're just not giving it to you. Uh, no, everyone's facing the walls. It's very weird. I think I'm gonna leave. This song makes me want to leave. Very much so. The last two songs just turn into sound. Yeah, I'm just really waiting for this so that people can at least hear that. There is some stuff going on. Yeah, but that, whatever that main beat is, is tough. That's, it's that's hard to listen literally to. literally as much as I can handle. Wow, I've listened to the whole thing every time. What I've not been able to listen to every time is the next song. Which is what we're going to get into right now. <laughs> we're just going to get the end going. This yeah. is Spread Eagle Beagle. And it has an interesting name, but the song, I again, I don't know that I would consider this a song. It sounds just... I, clearly, it's like a big drum or something that they're hitting. But it sounds more like industrial sounds. It sounds like noise. Yeah. It sounds, it's even lamer than Stomp. But Stomp was never really lame. But this is pretty unenjoyable to me. Stomp, this, you can at least see people jumping around and smashing trash can lids together. This reminds me of the song Broken Knee by uh, Primus, where they're trying to go for like a percussion track where you're going to feel the, the the beat of the drum. But like... This is just so random and so artsy and so like... I don't like that. I like all the sounds. I don't like that sound. Oh, the choo. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, I like all the sounds. I like all the instruments they're playing. It's way more tolerable than the last song. The last song is just like, I'm going to puke if this just keeps going. Well, at this point, I was able to find drugs. I didn't leave. And the song from before now sounds like this to me. Slowed way down, Brian. Yes, hi. But um, it's just I'm one skip line ahead on. And I'll give you a sample. We're a minute and thirty in. This is what six minutes sounds like. It's definitely building to something. It doesn't sound the same at all. This is what eight minutes sounds like. Ooh, we get a little more. And this is what ten minutes sounds like, which is like. Yeah, let's just listen to the last little bit of it. Yep, there's only seconds left. Ooh, the fade out. It was that the whole time. So, like, I I get it. I get it. It's like an artistic expression. I get you're going for a a mood, maybe. It's not for me. Do you think it's also a time requirement or some shit? Maybe. 
But this album was released with uh, a different track on the end. Sometimes Spread Eagle Beagle is not the last song, and it's a different song that is not 10 minutes and 14 seconds long. Do you know what the other song um, is? I guess I could figure it out. He's I mean, gonna I, I did figure it out it was Stu Mocker and not Stu Blocker. So you thought I it was I could, uh, Stu Blocker. But the guy, there's a guy named Stu Block who sang... Stu Black. Uh, he did... Vocals for Iced Earth and stuff. Hey, everybody. We're here. I'm here today with Stu Black. <laughs> <laughs> just you snorted. snorted like a motherfucker. God damn it. Okay. It's, oh, okay. It's a called... It turns out I'm a regular shack jack. Rock and I'm here to reduce rack your sacks off. Rock it yourself off. On 97.85 and three quarters. <laughs> College uh, radio. What's this band with Stu Melvin's? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? By yeah. Baja Men. Here we go. Okay, this they did a Mel, uh, MC5 cover, and I cannot find the actual Melvin's version. Oh God, maybe it's right here. Oh God, Michelle, things are going wrong. Holy shit, I don't know how to breathe anymore. Is it a virus? A virus? On your phone? No. It's technology it. letting you down. It's called Rocket Reducer. Oh, man. It's a dream of mine right now. I got Paul on the shoulder. Like, give me some fucking food. I'm just... It's an MC5 cover. I'm just happy he's here hanging out. Why is this happening? I don't know what's happening. This was what was released on a different version oh, of the album. Oh, that's right. I remember you telling me that. Some vinyl covers include a yeah the Japanese CD release. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm a man for you, baby. I would have preferred that way more than uh, what we got, which was spread equal people. Yeah, there it's an go. actual song. That's the album, Michelle. We it's did an it. actual song. It's done. We are done. Uh, I think I'm going to step aside while someone else uh, helps us get into those things that we love. They are near and dear to our heart. Uh, we're going to do some podcast questions. Here we go. Best one yet. Good job, baby. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Baby's a blast. Baby is a blast. <laughs> Baby's going to have to come around here more often. Let me, let's listen to what Baby sounds like on the headphones oh, yeah. later <laughs> and see if Baby can come back. Yeah, maybe Baby is atrocious. <laughs> baby, baby. Baby, oh. you're atrocious. I'm gonna throw at least one strike, yeah. 
Oh, I hope so. For me, it's been too long. Even if it's long. packed, I'm just going to run onto someone's lane and I'm going to throw the fucking oh, ball down that's the lane. not nice of you. I'm going to throw up the ball down the lane and lick it boom boom down. Ooh, take the many says that enemy snow is dab someone down the lane. Throw the ball and ball down. All right, so why in the world would you choose this album, Sam? Because I needed an album and uh, I was like, oh yeah, Melvin's. It's rock. It's not like super heavy. Might have a shot that she might like some of these songs. It was basically it. It was nothing deep. It was just really just like I need to find something. something. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you said that you thought that this would work on me a little more than I, it did. More than it did. I knew you weren't going to be like, yeah, Melvin's. But I thought every once in a while you'd be like, well, it kind of reminded me of this here and there. But I never, I can never gauge when you're going to think it's a tough guy voice. So like, there's times where you tell me, and I'm like. Didn't think it was going to be that, but now you say it. I understand what you're saying, but I didn't hear it that way. My judgment, as I had said previously prior to listening to this, is that I expected it to be more punk. So there was a little bit of disappointment because of that. I think I can handle punk more, but I I also think that it's more straightforward and it is usually like shorter songs and it's more just like just full on aggression. It, It just feels more genuine i guess than someone i don't know because it just it's more to the point so sometimes i think i maybe respond a little better to that so i did expect to respond better to it uh it was easiest to listen to with you today okay uh but it's so i i there i softened on some things that i was just not into again it felt like a chore the entire time listening did any of it help when i would say like sound garden sound right here it made sense but it it wasn't enough to pull me in with an attachment it's kind of like when somebody's like well the intention of the movie was this you're like well i don't give a fuck what the intention of the movie was it sucked (laughs) yeah it just didn't work for me I, i feel like that a lot with with kent because a lot of time he just has I think he he's more pie-eyed for movies because he's more into them and gives people more like where I think I'm more I'm quicker to write something off. I think he's more background than you. I think he thinks of like what the production took to get there and like the drama behind it and that and like he knows all that stuff. So he adds that onto it. Because like yeah, I agree. Just, I mean, when I was saying that the movie thing, I was talking about Ken. <laughs> yeah. Because so. he'll do that a lot. Like, if I don't like something, he'll argue with, like, behind the scenes kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, I don't care. Just, the movie still yeah, sucks. Yeah. And it's like, and it's no offense to you. Like, you can like it. And you've clearly, like, thought about it. And mm-hmm. and he's more, like, uh, directors. And he, yeah, yeah. and I've never. Behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. I've, I've just never been attached to movies by and directors, he, typically. He, he thinks about movies in a different way than you do. Mm-hmm. It's just too, you, you both experience movies differently. I think we, I think our brains often work. Differently, differently. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like he and I struggle sometimes. <laughs> I do. You I kind of struggle, but it never gets like bad. I, I feel like we both mean well. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like a lot of times things just aren't getting through from either of us to the other <laughs> one. And whatever. Uh, but yeah, I I do feel like that. With he's he's just kind of willing to fight for something more, and I'm just kind of like meh. Yeah. So it's just also just kind of different styles. I also don't give a shit if you like it or not. So like, no, that's part of it too. I'm not necessarily doing something thinking Sam's gonna like this. I just think 
because a lot of times I do this for me too. I'm choosing like the like the Commodores or something, an album I've never listened to before. That happens a lot, but I know that it has some solid songs, so I just want to check it out. So I think that that's also a fair enough reason to want to do it. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be something that matters or that you th- want it to matter to the person yeah. that you are sharing it with. No, it's sometimes I. L- Sometimes I'm choosing it knowing you are going to hate this. <laughs> that makes sense. And I'm like, but the part of it is also just, you know, what, what makes us, us. Yep, that's what the point of the fucking podcast it's sharing is. pieces of ourselves with ourselves. Do and you legitimately you. feel like you understand me more by listening to my music? I don't know. I feel like I not necessarily understand you more, but I feel like, I understand your tastes more. I understand, like, your world. Like, I could look at something now easier and be like, I don't think Michelle's going to like that. Whereas maybe before, I couldn't have done that as easily. Maybe, but there are things that are pulled out sometimes that are surprising. So I think it's hard to kind of know what to expect, even though when we do things like Guess That Melody, I put you in a very small box of what I expect the songs to sound like. <laughs> yeah, you do. So <laughs> <laughs> you always go. <laughs> and because a lot of times it doesn't look even like the way that the words are lined uh, like it doesn't look even it'll be like a normal sized line and then a line that's like one and a half and it's like well, how the fuck do I, I went to the store and said <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so to me and, and I'm in such a short time like time space that I just panic is what happens a lot with that um, do you ever panic at the disco <laughs> How many times did you listen to this? I got my I, minimum of three in. I think I listened to this like seven times. Ooh. Now, last two songs, only once did they make it through. I was Because it's you've got to listen to it at least once. The, but yeah, I, the first one for me. There are certain all the way songs through. that you just know. Like, I never need to hear this again. It made me mad. That fucking Pearl Bomb makes me mad. Like, I hate the fucking kick tone so much. Now, it might not be my least favorite song. Mm-hmm. So don't think about that. <laughs> so least favorite song for Sam, I'm going to say. Well, will you play Pearl Bomb for a second? Because is it I technically a song? That's the thing. I don't think Spread Eagle Beagle is technically a song. They're both technically songs. A song can be just rhythms. This is Pearl Bomb. There's that bass that comes in. Yeah, I'm going to say Pearl Bomb for you. Yeah, this is absolutely it. And we're not listening to any more of it. I'm fucking turning it down. It's like, hate that sound that's like a techno kick drum sound at a fucking speed that is not fun you can hear here i'm gonna play it i again. think my misunderstanding is that i've thought that that it started with pearl bomb that that pearl bomb and spread eagle Beagle oh, like the same were song? like one song so i think that that's why by the time i'm not very far into spread eagle beagle I'm so exhausted because yeah. I've heard Pearl Bomb. Yeah, well, they they put two exhausting songs right back. Mm-hmm. Now listen to this kick drum. I'm gonna play it again. Listen to how it like closes itself off and opens. It's literally like it gives me like anxiety. It makes my brain go like. <laughs> so listen to it. Like someone's not completing a breath. You hear that like open close? Where you mm-hmm. hear like a reverb going, but then it's just cut off. Yeah. Ugh. fucking hate it so fucking much. It made my much. ears feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel nauseous. It's yeah, I don't weird. Like it. 
at all. Now, should I make that your least favorite as well? Sure, because all that right. gives me... I think that Spread Eagle Beagle is pointless, but uh, Pearl <laughs> Bomb... <laughs> <laughs> Pearl Bomb is does something physically to you that's Absolutely. bad. Absolutely. And I think Pearl Bomb is the reason that Spread Eagle Beagle is even more exhausting for mm-hmm. you. By, by the time you get to that, you're like, I already went through a fucking hard time, man. Hard times. Hard time. Uh, most favorite song for you. I This is... Um, I'm going to say the song... Is the song Lizzie the one that you've been singing all week? No. Which one's the one that you've been singing all week? The one we've been singing all week is a Kiss cover that I found out that I've been singing all week. It's a little song called Going, Going Blind. Blind. Okay, I is knew it was right around there. Is that your guess? Yeah. That's your official guess? Yeah. Well, Michelle, of course it's my fucking favorite song. This song rules. This almost kind of gives like a pentagram feel too yeah. as well. It's the perfect amount of sludge. It's the perfect amount of doom. I like this guy's voice. I love the line, like, and they didn't write it, I found out, but like, I'm, I'm 93 and you're 16. They're going for like, I thought Melvin's wrote it, so to me it was like a comment on songs about where they're like, hey little girl, and they were just taking it through the fucking extreme. Turns out Kiss is writing about it. Now I think they are still taking it to the extreme, yeah. but Kiss is also <laughs> writing songs about like, fucking young girls. girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's definitely my favorite song. It's the most fun thing to sing. I love the. Cause I think I'm going blind. It's just a perfect amount of real singing. The tone is perfect. I, I really, really enjoy that song. Okay, me. You, I have no idea. I'm gonna say. It's a three-letter uh, song title. How about I? Or three-word song title. It's a three-word song title. There are only uh, Spread Eagle Beagle. three of those, <laughs> and that's not one of them. There's three of those. I only see two. Is it Set Me Straight? It is. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. What song is this? Let's put it on. Ah, this is what I thought when we were listening to it. It's the one that has like the most... It sounds very 90s. Upbeat, up-tempo. Mm-hmm. Not the tough guy voice. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have a doom sound to it at all. Yeah. I mean, the most doomy part about it is when it's like da 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 da. This is the vanilla ice right cream here. of it the is. meal. Like this is the most. It's like this most doomy and sludge they get on this song. I know they're disgusting, but I really miss food buffets. <laughs> Just yeah, popped they were in gross, my head. But I agree. No, but they were. They they're were not gross, totally gone. No, but like they're gross, but they're also good for what they are. I love the variety. I love being able to just pick so many different things. I've been wanting to go somewhere because we went to that one place that was buffet style, but we weren't allowed to pick anything. I was and say, that the last sucked. buffet I think I remember going to besides Chinese buffet was you went up and it was people behind the buffet going, what can I get you? And you're like, uh, oh, God damn it. Yes, I want six pieces of chicken. <laughs> I didn't do that. No, was- I might not eat all of them. That was annoying. <laughs> Not yeah. Um, people rave about that place, but it had a weird smell, so that also threw <laughs> threw me off. Um, it you, did. That place was like for people to know. I'm sure restaurants like this exist everywhere, but for some reason in Indiana, I think it exists more, and I might be wrong. But it seems like there's a lot of old houses, old farmhouses, mm. that then get converted into restaurants, and they don't do a lot. 
to make it not look like a house anymore. Mm-hmm. You literally just feel like you're in someone's dining room. Sometimes they feel like they kept the same decor that was already in there, same wallpaper, same picture of old family members mm-hmm. up, and it smells like an old fucking house. Or like it has old plumbing or something. Yeah, yeah, and I like the like... I get what you're going for, but sometimes it's just too far extreme and you're like, I don't know if it's sanitary in here. It, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> smell clean. So uh, if you think that it's been at least 14 years since you first started listening to this, I would say uh, you would have been early 20s. You can at least say maybe mid 20s. Let's go there. Mid. OK, yeah, that feels more comfortable. And first time you heard it, what did you think? First time I heard it, it's one of those bands, one of those albums where I was like, I think there's something here I like. It's not hitting me quite off the bat. I'm going to have to keep listening to this. It's why I would listen to it every once in a while over the years, and more and more I'd, I'd be into it. But there's certain songs like Gone Blind that were just always just hit right off the bat. Off the bat? Like yeah. a foul ball? Like, like usually an album like that, there's usually at least one or two songs that you go. Now, I really like that. I think if I just keep listening, I can learn to love more of it. Sometimes, you know, you know, you just got to like, Open yourself up just a little bit more. Maybe you just weren't ready for it. Happens all the time. All the time. Would you recommend this today? No. Yes, but no. Who? No. Okay. If you were, if 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 you're generally Kirk. no, but you you, I'd would... recommend it to Kirk. I'd okay. say Kirk, you might like this. It's got enough '90s alternative and enough that you might like it. I would recommend it to Kirk. Okay. But not too many people. I would never listen to this again. Yeah. Uh, Not even a song made it through on this one. That's going to make it to the list. Like, no. Misfits, at least that got you like a... A Rat Fink. And rat I, Fink, yeah. And I listened to Rat Fink still. I listened to it the other day. <laughs> and I, I got down to it. It was when I met you uh, at Five Guys. It yeah. Was, it was on the... Uh, on the way, it came on my on my playlist. That shake was so tasty. Hard to drink, but it was very tasty. I would like to try a vanilla. The chocolate didn't quite do it for oh, me. Really? Always go vanilla. Well, I did. <laughs> and I, and I technically only ever have. <laughs> so, uh, uh, rating this zero out of ten all over the rock and roll cats. It's always tough to rate something that you think is not necessarily bad, but is just not for you. Absolutely not for you. Yeah. So when you give it in like fours, that's what I do. Threes. Yeah, that's really where I'm hanging out. I'm thinking more along the lines of if I have to. I mean, personal taste too, but I think as far as them, fuck it, I'm just two. give it a two. Fuck it, two for you. It's, it's your a, score for me. It's a two. Gotcha. You? For me, it's a five, six. I'll give it a six. Five, six? I'll just give it a five and a half, but I'll bump it up to a six. That's high. Think so? Uh, high for coming compared to my two, it is. So It's more my style. I'm just standing. On, I mean, if, if we're standing on like a chart, we're not close to each other. Not on this album. No. Uh, describe this album in one word. I am saying straight up exhausting. <laughs> Um, one word, Samalimading. One word for this album: testing. One, two, three. Kind of like it tests. For me, in my journey in getting into that album, it was like dipping my toes in. I'm, it's testing me. It's like you're getting into it a little bit. It's, it's testing. It's not like who was the 17th president. It's no. Saying, it's not like a quiz. Hey, can you handle this? <laughs> it's not quizzing. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure. 
and that's it. That's it. Yep. We are finished with the album. Thank yeah. fucking goodness. We are finished with the questions. I'm good with that too because we're much closer to going bowling. Hopefully, oh. fingers crossed. We tried to go last weekend and Jeez. it didn't work out. I just want to go bowling. Uh, everyone was busy, so we'll I see what happens. I just want to play games with my wife that I enjoy playing. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so next week is going to be fun. Yeah, I assume it will be. It will be. Once I get fired on air. <laughs> yeah, so we have only done ads that weren't asked for for one company. For legitimately made an ad for a legitimate company. Now, that wasn't used, but... No, but we made, but we we played a multiple times. Yes, there's a clean and a dirty version, and uh, Sam loved the ad so much that he was like, "Man, I'm just gonna quit my job and start working for this guy." <laughs> so Sam's boss. <laughs> Last time he was on here, he was not my boss. Well, now you're... He, you're he hates that term, by the way, which I'm going to say the whole time. Uh-huh. As you should, <laughs> sir. Yeah, yeah. Can I do that, boss? Oh, man. Uh, I'll be like, please don't take my husband's <laughs> job away. Uh, Jimmy Rollin is going to be here, and he has chosen <laughs> what is an absolute classic album to not only us, but I would say the majority of the people probably listening to this podcast. I know one guy who's going to love it who's on this candle, who's on this prayer candle. Oh, yes. we. This is going to be the second album that we've done by this band, but this is going to be uh, the first one with a guest. We are going to be listening to the album... Tenacious D by the band Tenacious D. Booyah! So we're going to debut this album up with a, oh man, 21 tracks, but a lot of them are like bits, skits, move along. Very short. Yeah. So we'll get through it. We'll gush over it the whole fucking time. At 100%. It's going to be. It's going to be a celebration episode. It's going to be a jizz fest. Yep. All right. But it's going to be fun because we're going to have your boss man here and you better be on your best behavior. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you're in my house now, bitch. Oh, my God. I need to, it means I need to get some bourbon. But I need to keep it away from someone so I can share with uh, him. Remember last time he came that he brought, he brought you he bourbon brought me and, and, and then I had got him bourbon. So we just pretty much exchanged bottles. Absolutely. Yeah, baby. Those beautiful babies. All right, it's time to go. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Baby, I told you to get the fuck out. I'm not. Bye, baby. Bye, everyone.